Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bore on the Floor. Season one finale. The season one finale of probably one of the better shows of the 2010s and going into the 2020s is right is that is that is that an accurate uh thing to say like that this I, is a show that is the one of the better shows of the 2010s i i mean i believe that i think that people who are listening to this probably believe it or else they wouldn't be listening to it man we're having a little bit of a bandwidth issue i think we're going to power through anyway because of just of how <clears throat> important of an episode this is but rob let me ask uh, you this i know do you think if like Game of Thrones wasn't so big. Secession would be the leading show of like HBO during that time. Or was it towards the end that uh I mean, I don't I don't think Succession ever could have gotten to the levels of popularity that Game of Thrones got to because it just appealed to everyone. Um and I think there are some people who just probably wouldn't have an interest in this show, but I I don't really care about those people. What made Game of Thrones so big, though? You know, you got a lot of people that were watching it that weren't necessarily sci-fi or fairy tale people. Yeah, it's just sometimes, I think, shows just, they, you know, the ball starts rolling, people start watching it, watching it, watching it, and then it becomes like, well, if I don't watch it, I don't know what everyone else is even talking about anymore, so I have to watch it. The fear of missing out. FOMO. Yeah, it's a FOMO. It's a FOMO thing. It's a FOMO thing. Well, look no further. You're not missing out on some great coverage and some some all-around fantastic conversation surrounding the season finale of your new favorite show, Secession. Here we are, episode Woo! 10, Robert. And I got episode one 10, question. I got, I got one question to ask you. Is this a fucking bear hug? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I'm... I'm going to bear hug the shit out of you. Bear hug me and tell me about this episode. Let's let's go. Let's dive right into it. No more wasting time. Yeah, let's kick it off. Let's get the recap here out of the way. Episode synopsis. Uh, episode 10 of season one, the finale, titled Nobody is Ever Missing. Here we go. Uh, Kendall serves Logan with his planned takeover bid. A furious Logan kicks him out, but begins scrambling to get ahead of the situation with his lawyers immediately afterwards. Roman, whom low charge of a Japanese satellite launch, privately watches the live broadcast where the shuttle explodes on the launch pad. He later learns from Jerry that no one was killed. Connor tells Willa, his escort girlfriend, that he plans to run for president of the United States. During the wedding reception, Logan gathers his children aside and tells them of Kendall's takeover plans, which infuriates them. Shiv admits her infidelity to Tom and suggests that she is better suited for a non-monogamous relationship. Tom forgives her and later ejects Nate from the wedding. While searching for cocaine, Kendall runs into Greg, who reveals that he kept copies of the cruise's documents as leverage to get him a better position in the company. Kendall, impressed agrees to his wishes. Outside the castle, Kendall does drugs with Andrew Dodds, a young waiter whom Logan had fired from the staff, and the two drive off in search of cocaine. They swerve to avoid a deer, and the car lands in the water. Unable to save Andrew, Kendall flees the scene and returns to the wedding in shock. 
the police investigate the following morning, and Logan tells Kendall that he will make the case go away if Kendall calls off the bear hug and attends rehab. Kendall obliges and breaks down crying in his father's arms. What a beautiful synopsis. Can I just say before we really dive in deep, I just, I really wish... You can say whatever you like. I really wish that the uh, like people in the world all over can just find someone or something that they could look at, like Tom Wamsgans looks at Shiv. God, that's that's a great sentiment. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, this guy is just completely enamored by her, man. She reveals to him that she's yeah. banging Nate. <clears throat> and he's just like, yeah, you know, it's, um, I love you. You know, I, I, I really yeah. love you. I mean, it's just, oh, I don't know. And my, if that was me, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, I mean, he seemed in that moment just, I don't know, more relieved that she admitted it than upset that it's a, a real life. Poor, poor you know? Tom, poor Tom. The guy can't catch a break. And you know, we all just like fall he tells, in love. He with tells him, him. Yeah, I mean, he's like he tells himself, "Well, at least she's not lying to me anymore. That's positive." Well, we're gonna get to that scene, but let's let's go through this entire. Excuse me, Jesus Christ! Let's go through this Whoa. entire. Sorry, sorry. Just you know, it may be noon, but the beer's flowing. What? Let's let's just break this whole thing down here. Let's get we're gonna really dive deep into this episode. One fine episode, if I may say so myself. So much going on at once. It really captures yeah. like the the essence of this show of like you know this bear hug is happening while the wedding reception is basically going on in this castle. There's hundreds of people, and it just shows you the crazy things that go on behind the scenes of what we're what we're actually seeing in this show. And this stuff happens in real. It's it's imitating real life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they start. We start the episode with you know wedding pictures. You know, family wedding pictures. Something that you know we're all pretty familiar with. You know, taking pictures for weddings and and such. And uh, we get a glimpse into Connor's uh, psychosis, maybe like just how maybe absolutely insane he is because uh, yeah. He, he informs his sister, Shiv, that, you know, I want Willa, my girlfriend, in the wedding pictures with us because she's my girlfriend and I love her. And she's like, dude, well, you know, she's a fucking prostitute, so I don't think it's a good idea for her to be in these pictures. And he just fucking blows up in her face. He absolutely loses his mind, says he's going to take a shit on the floor and punch Tom in yeah. the face, take his shirt off, go absolutely berserk because because it's the woman that he loves. Yeah. So that's yeah, just yeah, fantastic. The, <laughs> the blow by blow is... If you don't allow it, I'm going to punch Tom in the face. I'm going to rip my shirt off. I'm going to take a dump on the ground. I'm going to go apeshit because she is the woman I love. And then and all this is happening. And opening credits. And then all this is happening, and you see, it's really great because of how they package this. You see Roman is there just making an absolute fool of himself. You know, he can't smile. Yeah, I, wrote, I wrote down. <laughs> He's a child. I wrote down the Roys, just like us. You know, people yeah. just fooling around on a wedding day, yep. taking silly pictures. Then you got poor, uh, poor <clears throat> Kendall is all wrapped up in the bear hug situation, and they get Rava in there, which is just awkward. Yeah, and, Kendall is uh, certainly a little preoccupied. Was it this episode or or last episode where he had that run in with Rava? Last it was, episode, his last episode is right? when she. The last episode is when she like kind of tore him a new one a little bit and was like, you know, why don't you go do another line, whatever? And he was like, you can't just do this to me. I'm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so. we, only, we see Rava briefly later in a in a moment of uh, familial bliss, almost. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes, and also after he poor he yelled at that poor kid. Anyway, 
Oh, God. Plowing ahead here. So now we're having this wonderful family event. We're having a beautiful wedding. I mean, it's in a castle. Tom's parents contributed to the wine, which everyone loves. And oh, the best wine. It happened to be a uh, non-Catholic uh, ceremony, but that's what happens when you fuck kids, according to Logan. Yeah, it really, really hurt the brand. Really Re- hurt the brand. Really hurt the brand. Kids. So we <laughs> what see. A fucking yeah, man. Monster. I love. I love it. And now, so they they're pretty much getting this bear hug together. And where are we here? Yeah. Yeah, so we, we start with Kendall and Stewie going over the letter, and they ask Jess to print it, and uh, it gets printed, but somewhere else. So yeah. they start freaking out. That's when uh, that's when Kendall's son knocks on the door. Kendall thinks it's someone else fucking just curses him out. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck are you doing? And the kid fucking goes crying to his mom. Let me ask you a question real quick before we continue. Um, I like Jess, right? Is she... Does mm. she work? She just works for Roy Store Waco, right? She's not like a I, personal I think assistant. She's Kendall's, I think she's Kendall's personal assistant. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue then. Sorry. I mean, in the end, right? Uh, if she's employed by Waystar, she ultimately reports to Logan, but she seems to just always kind of be with Kendall. So I think she's. I think she's more of a personal assistant. Now, does does right. does Stewie have power over her, being that he's a major shareholder or one of, one of the larger shareholders and is on the board and everything like that? Because uh, like she listens to I mean, him I as well. So, yeah. Now I'm thinking yeah, there's it's... an angle here where maybe <clears throat> maybe Stewie, because I think Stewie is just as crafty as the rest of them. You know, you have to figure when you're at this level, if you don't see sheer incompetence that you see from like Roman. You have to just assume that they're all as as shrewd as each other. Do you think that maybe he tried to manipulate Jess into into announcing that she printed it at a wrong printer? Because you'll notice Stewie comes up with the letter, gives it to him, and says, "Yeah, she's going to find the letter. You have to deliver it now to be safe." Do you think that was him forcing his hand, like, "Oh, you got to deliver it before the other letter gets found." Because we never hear anything about it again, and she's running off. Like, where is she? She doesn't know where the printers are in a massive castle. Yeah, but she finds it. Where does she find it? She finds it when, uh, you know, right away almost, because when Kendall goes to basically apologize to Rava for cursing his son out, and she fucking tears him a new one again, like, well, why don't you curse at your other fucking kid while you're at it? Yeah, but doesn't Stewie hand him the letter? No, Jess, well, Jess is running in the background. She has a letter, like, gives Kendall, like, a little nod, like, I got it. I don't know. I think it's. I think they were in on it. I think you're insane. Well, you know, I'm I'm starting up a Napoleonic podcast soon, so. Oh. Yeah. Are you, I, are you on the verge of setting it up? Well, that, and I'm also going to be uh, running for president of the United States. Oh, that's a good starter job, really. I, I, I. It's a good job to have for your first job. Well, you know, I would disclose what I've got, but it's from my personal readings, and it's not necessarily ready for the world just yet. But anyway, moving on. Understood. Sorry about sorry about that waste of time. Continue. Go, go, go. No, 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 please. So we have Kendall is now has the letter in hand, and he's going to give it to Logan. He's walking around very nervous, uh, walks past Roman and Shiv as, as Roman is trying to convince Shiv, like, hey, maybe let's have the satellite launch on during the wedding. It'd be a nice little gift for everyone. And she's obviously not having it, but that's kind of happening in the background. And, and uh, Kendall gives the letter to Logan. And uh, we see him 
just basically he doesn't even read it. He just he you know kind of in realizes what it is. He's like, no, no fucking way, not gonna do it. Throws it in the fucking toilet, you know. Kind of owns that moment, and Kendall sulks away. But like as soon as Kendall leaves, Logan's real. You know, Logan knows that he it's serious. He's in a really um, bad situation here, and he he, he won't knew- show that to Kendall. No, he knows, and you know, deep down, this is a serious threat. Screams at Marsha. She comes in. He needs J- Jerry and oh, what's the other guy's name? The uh, the other Carl. Carl. That's right, Carl. Big. He's big. He's huge in season two. So anyway, so yeah, <clears throat> so Carl. She's like, I need Jerry, I need Carl. But I love when Kendall goes to give the letter to. Well, first of all, you know, Stewie's like, hey, I thought you were gonna give it to him, and he's like, um, right. If we were gonna fuck your dad to death, I would think that maybe <laughs> you would be the one to deliver the letter. And he goes, it's so great because Stewie's like, are you scared? He goes, no, I'm not scared. Fuck you. He goes, are you scared? He goes, yeah, I'm fucking scared. Yeah, I'm fucking scared. And he goes, Hell if yeah. you're going to be pretending that you're not scared, then you do it. Yeah. No, Stewie, I mean, for all the Weasley shit that Stewie pulls, like he does, he could tell he, he knows some his shit a little bit, you know, like uh, he he knows this is not. You know, there's no need to be puffing out your chest and pretending that you're not scared. This is a fucking this is Logan Roy you're trying to take down. Like, this this is, isn't an, an easy thing to accomplish. Yeah, this is a huge company. There's so much money on the line, and a lot. Of, I mean, Stewie has a lot of money invested in this company as well. You know, I mean, there's yeah, been, you and know, I guess so. This is so we we kind of talked about before how I don't think we I I got more of a sense of exactly what the the bear hug strategy is in this episode, right? Okay, yeah, is basically they're they're offering the the stockholders so much more money than what the company is worth at this point that Logan has to accept it or, or they'll just turn on them because they're going to make them all rich. I see. So they have the financing, the equity to, I mean, obviously we know these things because we're, we're shrewd financial geniuses ourselves. We're in the inner circle. So to dumb it down, I just want to, I got to dumb it down for these people out there. These, these, uh, these mopes, you know, um, what they're doing is they got a lot of money and they're going to make it that they take money or leave. Right. Yeah. I was mean, that, was that dumb enough? It's an offer they can't refuse. Yeah. If you've seen the Godfather, it's basically, make them it's an basically offer they can't refuse. yeah, it's basically that. Look what they did to my boy. Uh, so, <laughs> so now, you know, Kendall's taking this death march up into the room where, where Logan is, is kind of preparing himself for the reception. Yeah. And I just love how like he's doing the death march. He's got the he's got the thousand yard stare going on as he's going up there. And he's just surrounded by people having a great time. Like every it's a wedding. It's a wedding reception. Everyone is just having yeah. I don't know why I started talking like this. It's a wedding reception. And everyone is having a oh. really fantastic time. Do you want do you want to take a moment? Maybe just breathe and no, gather gonna, gather your your speech back? No, no, I'm gonna woe with it. Um so they have like, and he's going up there. They're talking about the uh, the launching of the cocks into space and stuff. <coughs> Fun stuff going up there. Now, my favorite part about this entire uh, sequence is when Kendall is telling uh, Logan what's going on, and Logan is just like, "Do you even know what the fuck you're doing?" And uh, and Kendall yeah, just so becomes good. a child. And he's blubbering. He's like, to, I, uh, I'm trying to do good. He goes, I he goes, good but he goes like, you can't even fucking say it. He goes, I could say it. And he goes, well, and then he's just like, I just wanted to do uh, good things. And he's like, be a fucking nurse. Like, it's just such yeah, a great 100%. line. And literally, we just see again, 
Kendall, Kendall cannot have the killer instinct that's necessary to really do anything. He's doing this maneuver. He, you know, he later on says that he Logan, was forced into doing it. But Logan, Logan is 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 right in that moment too. It's like you don't even, and it's true. Like, why, for what reason? Exactly. Why are you doing this? There's no, there's no real reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. If we look back at the at the whole scheme of things, Kendall always wanted to be the CEO, and he was going about it and doing things that were just maybe a bit, um, a bit dumb. Yeah, as we've seen. Yeah, he's, it's almost like he's he's being impatient because, like, what's going to happen if he doesn't do this? Right, Logan is probably going to die in the next, uh, even the best case scenario, five years. Yeah, he's an old man who's having health issues. So then what? Like, more than likely, Kendall will be CEO at some point. Well, well Obviously, maybe. Obviously, he fucked himself by getting fired from the company. Like, that <laughs> that really changed things. Well, he was also influenced by people around him, including his own brother, Roman, when he said, you know, if you want to do it, you got to kill him. And he'll. that's the only way he'll even respect you yeah. for doing it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, I think in that moment, obviously, Logan wants to keep his power. And I do understand, and I agree with you to an extent, that, yeah, you could just wait it out, Logan will die, and then the company will go to you. But there's really no guarantee that the company will go to him because of all those moving parts with Marsha and, like, the fact that Logan either lost his confidence in Kendall and Kendall took that as, holy shit, the company is not mine. I'm fucked. Yeah. You know, and then he thought he had to make a move. Obviously, it was the, he didn't, you know, it wasn't successful. I'm pretty sure it, it could have been successful if he was in the room for the vote of no confidence. It actually could have maybe have happened, but he yeah, gets fired. I, th- I mean, I think it would have. I still think to this day that if Kendall was there, it would have went down differently. So he gets he gets knocked out of there. And now what we see is the um the whole situation. Like, he can't get the words out. He is just constantly smothered by Logan. And, and, it, and it continually makes Logan correct in the situation of which Kendall will destroy the company if he's in control of it. I mean, in yeah, his purview. I mean, it's like, so what's, he, do you have a plan? Like, once you're CEO, like, what are you going to do? So it's really just, he has this one track mind of, I need to be CEO now, I need to be CEO now. And he doesn't have a thought about what the, even the next day would look like. I think that what happened was when Kendall was going through the motions with this, with Sandy and Stewie, I don't think he, I think he, he understood that he would be the head honcho and stuff like that. At least, I don't know, would he be? Like if if this thing had gone through, like the way it was gone to plan, couldn't couldn't they just like do a no vote a vote of no confidence on him if they wanted to and knock him? I mean, out? yeah, who, who knows? I mean, they told him obviously that in this plan he would be CEO, but I don't trust know, them. Changed. I mean, I don't understand why he would even trust them in that situation either. But nonetheless, what we see happening here it's because it's because he hears the magic words like you will be CEO, and then everything else falls to the wayside. It's the only thing he hears and the only thing he can think about. And it just seems as if he is consumed by the idea because even when like like when Stewie gives him the letter, he's like, "You sure you're ready to do this, man?" He goes, "What? You don't think I could do it?" And he's like, "Only 15 yeah. percent of men shoot an unarmed soldier." And he's like, "He shot first. Like he's he's going yeah. through the motions of being the badass type of guy to do this type of thing, and then when he's in the room with the fucking head honcho, he just balks. Like he just like uh, uh, you know he's humming a humming a humming a yeah, it's almost like he expected Logan to read the letter and for Logan to crumble. Like, and if if that's what he thought, like he hasn't been paying attention. And then he also has this 
I mean, it's his father, and I, and he also just has a tremendous, still has a tremendous love for this guy because you see that he's struggling with the fact that he is essentially killing his dad in a sense, you know, blowing out, he said in the episode before, blowing out, you know, blowing up what's left of his brain. Yeah. 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 So he and delivers, he, knows, the, he delivers I mean, the letter. He doesn't expect uh, his, the sibling power that comes later in the episode, but he knows that when they hear the news, whenever that would be like, they're going to be pissed at him too. Well, when did he, did he, well, he did say that he was fucking over his siblings, but again, it yeah. seems as if like he was not prepared. And this also could be, uh, um, a well, result. he's also just not prepared for, for he did not expect this to be happening at the wedding. Like this is still this is like the first time in the in the season where these two episodes are happening chronologically on like back to back days. Usually one episode happens and then like two months in in the show's timeline passes before the next episode. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, that is true. We're within this is the first time. It's like we're on the wedding weekend. It's day. It's this is like happening day to day. This is within like nine hours or so. Of like things yeah, so that he's are still going reeling on. from the fact of like I can't believe I'm doing this at this wedding when all these people are here. Like I'm supposed to be protected a little bit, and this kind of happens all because Logan had to go to uh, had to go to England there uh, to to save face uh, with his right. daughter uh, to the public eye. So he delivers the letter. He's like, "That was really hard." You know, Logan immediately goes into kind of like a panic mode because I think this is the oh, yeah. we- the weakest we've ever seen him. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, like I said, we said he knows this is a serious threat. Like this is a lot of money that the, the shareholders and the and the board members are gonna, you know, pressure him to to take this deal. Yeah. And uh, you know, he has to have a defense. And immediately, you know, he's like, let's get some political backing. Let's get the the president, you know, on the phone. The shrunken California raisin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He does. He gets into that mode. He's the, he even starts to try to plan out. He's like, where are the pilots that are on on payroll? I'm, I got to get out of here yeah. now. And then they're like, yeah, yeah. I think it was Marsha that said, wouldn't that seem like you're too panicked? Right. right. And you know what? In that moment, there was a slight panic there from Logan being that he's ready to just, he, he in that moment became so panicked that he was ready to just leave. And Marsha was there to try to kind of remind him that if he did do that, it would come off extremely weak. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. yeah, right. So you do see that Logan, as brilliant as he is, he does rely on counsel that's around him. And that might be uh, with you know, maybe with his age or maybe the fact that he was just so caught off guard. So kind of the, we're seeing that the, the bear hug attempt behind the closed doors of Logan is actually a great move because he is so fucking flustered and like, he is really caught with his pants down. And he even says, he goes, it makes sense. They're going to go hostile. It fits. He says it fits. And, um, yes, this is the first time that he's, he almost, you can see he, he, he respects the move. He does like he because he knows it's a legit move and it and it has potential to to take him out. So he he begrudgingly respects it. Yeah. So now we uh, we see Kendall and Stewie celebrate. They're having drinks, doing drugs. Yeah, we we see the Kendall Stewie celebration. We see uh, Connor Roy, huge skeptic. You know, talks to uh, Gil <laughs> yeah. Evis and has their little mini debate, which which gets Connor's juices flowing and makes him realize, I should fucking be the president of the United States. I just put this guy in his place like that. I see you and I see Weimar. I see, so what is it? I see dead babies, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, I, I, I disagree. 
you'd excuse me. He goes, that's he's the best you got? Of his mind. I just mopped he's the floor with him mind. in an intellectual scrutiny. He buckled under intellectual scrutiny. Yeah, and it's just so clear that, that it, what's really happening is Gil is like, this guy is fucking crazy. I'm not going to waste my breath talking to him. But Connor sees it as, uh, I just fucking destroyed this guy. So now, you know, we th- this kind of plants the seed in his head that he's he's he can be president of the United States. And it was his calling to become president of the United States. And later on, we do see the absolute just complete insanity of of um, Connor. And I do want to jump ahead a little bit here because I just have to I just have to get this out before yeah, I sure. forget. What, you know, we see when Kendall meets with the siblings, you see yeah. that. um he dresses them all down in a Logan-esque yep. fashion. And I think that was just so fantastic to see because that shows us that there was there was some potential in Kendall in terms of what he was able to do. Because 100%. Here he, is, 100%. here he is basically acting like Logan in this situation and trying to have a heart at the same time. He's like, guys, I'll answer any questions. I was forced into doing this. And he's like, Roman, you can't get a job at a fucking like Wendy's without nepotism. He's like, Shiv, let's be <laughs> let's be honest. You're just you just want the power and Connor, you just like the name. And he's like, I need the firm to help me with my run for president of the United States. And Kendall just goes, Do you, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. That you're proving my point. You and, are all and fucking saying, crazy. Connor says it so matter of factly, like this is a plan he's been had in his mind for years. Like he literally this just came to him an hour ago, and he's completely president. You know, out of his mind. Yeah, he's he's. And then we'll get to the Logan part afterwards. But let's try to stay chronological. I had to just jump ahead with that because I remembered no, please, when I was course. watching that particular scene, I was like, this is exactly what Logan did at the family therapy session when he dressed down Shiv and pretty much everyone around, you know? Yeah, 100%. It was almost yeah. as if we were mimicking that scene like, where they're all in the room and Logan is just, like, looking at each person and fucking just hammering into them and making Shiv cry and everything. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah. So where oh, are we now? Right? Where, yeah, no, I dropped um, so, the dun dun Go ahead. So we have, uh, we get to watch our boy Roman watch the satellite launch in the bathroom uh, on his phone which turns out not so well as the rocket explodes on the launch pad absolute disaster and, uh, roman's face just fucking drops and he literally washes his hands of the situation he washes his hands <laughs> and just walks right back out you know what's so interesting and funny and a lot of people i don't know i didn't notice this until i watched this episode with my headphones on those air, those AirPod pros that I was talking about a couple episodes ago that were like super really? special and super very nice. Um, sure. so usually when I watch the show, I don't have the volume up too high, you know, cause like either the baby is sleeping or, you know, I just don't want it to be that loud. But when I had my headphones on, you know, you hear all the, like the, um, the background noise and stuff like that. So when Roman goes up to his mother and she's introduced to the police person and Tabitha is there, oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know this, but, when my headphones were on, his phone is blowing up. Blowing up. You just blowing hear. Stop. And he's like, "Oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was. Um, good launch. Uh, it was great. It was great. Like he's he's trying. He's totally ignoring. And again, you know, this is a bit of a broken record. It just shows you how completely inept he is. You know, 
Yeah. That there's no way he could be the immediately, CEO of the company. Immediately denies responsibility. You know, just denial, denial, denial. And like I said, like I don't think it was any mistake that he washed it in the bathroom and immediately washed his hands. Like that was kind of on the nose. Like he's just like, nope, I'm done with this. Wash my hands of this. Yeah, he was just completely done with it. And then Jerry, of course, <laughs> finds him and's like, "Did you uh, did you watch the launch?" Like, no, I didn't. I uh, wasn't able to. No. I wasn't able to get haven't, it. Uh, haven't heard. Yeah. No, nobody's nobody's called or anything. Nope. Uh, it blew up. Oh. Um, oh, what? Like, you know, is, was anyone like hurt? They or really, they, they really should have called me. You know, that's really, uh, it's not, uh, it's pretty naughty. And she goes, no, it blew up kind of like, you know, blew up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, like you had completely napped with it. He's like, yeah, well, um, you know, I kind of like wanted to like accelerate that for, Shiv's wedding would be like fireworks. Yeah, he finally he kind of admits to Jerry like secretly like actually no, this is totally my fault. So well, he please help me. He doesn't say it's his fault. He just says that he accelerated it and sent a lot of no, emails. But what he's what he's implying to her is like this could destroy me. Yeah, he's like I'm telling you this because like you know you have to defend me. <laughs> like she's just like you could be you could get nabbed for corporate manslaughter. And that kind of that kind of changes his tune a little bit. Rob, hold on one second. You know the veil has been lifted here, and I'm going to just say this to our listeners right now: we're we're not multi-billionaire people. You know, we don't run multinational corporations, stuff like that. I have to pause real quick because I got to go. Uh, I got to go put the laundry in the dryer. Have fun. All right, wait right here. Yeah, sorry about that. Had to do the laundry. You know, it's the weekend. You know, you got to do your laundry, right, Rob? It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun, I think is the correct terminology. Who sang that song? I'm sorry? Is that a song or is that just a word? No, it's a song. Who sang, who sang that song? R. Kelly? Question mark? Oh, I thought it was like a Bruce Springsteen song or something. I don't know. I'm not very good with music trivia. All right, moving along Ooh. here. Jerry is the lawyer. She's trying to keep tabs on the launch. Which was yeah, destroyed. So, yeah. Which was uh, a, a big shit show. Uh, the term corporate manslaughter also, has been This used. is where Logan gets some booze spilled on him uh, by a, a waiter, which will, uh, who will figure prominently in the final events of this episode. He dies. Uh, he Well, first he's fired and paid off quite handsomely. Yeah, right? Uh, signed, signs an NDA, most likely. Colin takes care of that in the background here. Sign this. Here's a bunch of money. Get the fuck out of here. And now he's dead. It's, uh, yeah. You'd have, to, you'd have to figure that when he died, like, you know, they found that money on him, right? And I guess, you know, that kind of connects him more. That connects him to the Roy's a bit, right? Where does he get this big envelope full of monies, you know? It uh, was a good, you know, I just worked a, a Roy wedding. Tips were flowing. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. All right, so uh, before we get to his untimely death, which I think is just really great, too, because this show is um, just steeped in, like, an American culturism that's going on here. There's an Americana going on. If uh, people aren't familiar, this is a... This is a, out of the uh, an actual event that had happened in the United States... Are you familiar with the situation with Senator Ted Kennedy, Rob? No, I, I did not know this well, was this, in real, real this, life. This happened, okay, so the Kennedy family was pretty much uh, 
you know, they called their their family like a Camelot, you know, they had like a fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're Kennedys for Christ's sakes, right? For well, Christ's back, sake. Back in the day, and I'm not sure if it was the 70s, I think it was the 70s or so, Senator Ted Kennedy, I think he was, I don't know if he was senator at the time, but I believe he was mm-hmm. a, a part of the Kennedy political machine at that point in time. He was driving in, I think, in Chappaquiddick or Chappaqua, one of those uh, chappas, and uh, <clears throat> he, you know, it was speculated that he was drunk because Teddy was a bit of a drinker. And in the passenger seat was a young lady he was having an affair with. He lost control of the vehicle, went into a lake, not unlike what had happened with this situation here. And that woman had died. But Teddy, old Teddy boy, he walked home, slept it off, and called the cops in the morning. Got away with it. Jeez. And he got away with it. That son of a gun. I just That's love wild. that they, I, you know, but this is a this is a very, I mean, it's not a uniquely American story. I'm so sure that if you go into any country in the world, you know, the highest of the highs, the Camelots, the Rich, the Kennedys, the Logans, you know, all these, the Logan Roys, the Roys people, all the rich people, you know, if their hands get a little dirty, you know, with a little bit of blood of the of innocent, you know, they kind of just get away with it and stuff. And it was a huge story yeah. back in the day. And and no one knows about it now, which is pretty interesting how, you know, they do come out ahead every single time. Yeah, I mean, I'm su- I mean, it must have been a lot easier to cover things up like that, you know, pre pre internet and pre forensic, you know, investigation stuff. But uh, you should look it up because it was it was it was, it was so it was so away. insane. He they they put him out there. They did a whole PR thing about it. They had his head wrapped up. Meanwhile, he didn't really need it, and he was just like, "Well, I can't. I don't understand what happened. I, I think I had a concussion, and I and Nancy and I are, are just trying to get along." Like it was just, it was just, it was just so crazy how like hey, chowder. <laughs> I had chowder, which made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> I, I went a little Australian there, but anyway, I just liked how they they kind of peppered that in there, and it's it's you know, there's just so many things about this show that are so just modern. Like it's not that it, it, it's just so yeah. an American story: the greed, yeah. the shysterism, the two timing. And the just cutthroat mentality that is American, basically. God bless. God bless this country. Moving on. What are we up to? Moving on, we have uh, the wedding speeches. You know, everyone's making speeches. Logan makes a speech. Nothing's more important than family. Shiv talks. Looking right at Kendall when he says it. Roman makes his fucking goofy speech. Uh, Which I think. My favorite speech is Tom. Wait, hold on. I do think that Roman made a little bit of an admission there that he has this borderline personality disorder. I think he was telling oh, yeah, the fucking yeah, truth. Yeah. And everyone's laughing at him. He's like, I don't feel like I gained a brother. I don't feel like I, I lost a sister. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't feel anything uh, because it's called borderline <laughs> personality disorder. Why are you laughing? Like, I think there's some truth to that because he does do it's that. It's good to uh, hide the truth in the, in the veil of joking. He always buries the lead in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. and quick, real quick uh, side. I know you wanted to get to Tom's speech, but side oh, sidebar, quick shout out to the mom, the uh, underbite king, queen, excuse me. Yes, she, Carolyn Collinwood. Again, again, the lady of the manor gets the fucking, oh, I don't think I'll be here when you remarry. 
God damn it. Like, let oh, it go, lady. I know, such but for, no, it's, it's an okay burn, but you know what? She's been, it's the, changed the record, man. You've been doing the same joke all, all uh, weekend. But that's, you know, that's what people do. You know, people find a good joke and they just stick with it. Especially at a wedding, you know, you can just try it out on so many different people. Yeah, that's true. You can, you kind of, kind of get around to it. But when you're one of the main players, you can't do the same joke over. Anyway, all I know is that she was beating the dead horse with her horse teeth. Hey, quick, quick aside before we progress here. Also, I forgot to mention earlier. Yeah. I didn't know if you noticed, but when back in the beginning there, when Kendall is approaching Logan with the bear hug letter. I mean, I noticed, you know, Logan in a few mirrors in that room myself. I don't know. Oh. You know, if you picked up on that, you know uh, the the whole the whole mirror uh, thing, yeah. It's like Kendall, Kendall was surrounded by Logan. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just a little observation. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 really big on the uh, the scenery and like the message behind it. Uh, I didn't get that here at all. You're wrong. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't really notice the mirrors. I was just so focused on their language. I was just so focused on the yeah. emotion in the room and stuff. I do think, however, if if what you're saying is, and I believe you, that you had a, a whole lot of Logan in the mirrors, I think that's perfect, perfectly synonymous with the fact that he takes up the entire room, like his his presence yeah. and his his aura, so to speak, is so strong and so powerful that it will just consume you. And like, of course, I think that in that in that moment, Kendall is completely just crippled by the power of Logan, yeah. crippled. So let's hear so Tom, Tom Tom's speech you were talking about. Wife. <laughs> wife, 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 wife. <laughs> Love the word. Oh, God. Oh, God. I was just killed him. Yeah. It's such a Wamsgams thing. <laughs> Fucking Tom Wamsgams. Uh, so happy to be married to Shiv. So happy that she is his wife. It's like, uh, it's just, it's really, it's adorable. You know, hold on a second. Um, this is something that I didn't take a note of, but I thought was maybe important. Did you take a, a note of who was on the dais or the dais, as they say, up there? I, I, I kind of did. I, I noticed that obviously uh, uh, Logan and Marsha and uh, Caroline were up there. Roman was up there. I did. The only thing I, I, I did know that I noticed that Kendall was not. That's up right. There. Kendall's not up there. Uh, was Connor? I think Connor was right. Connor was up there. Yeah, Connor. Uh, I don't. I didn't notice if Tom's parents were or not. They were not. I don't know if they even showed. Did they show that they were sitting somewhere else? I don't know. They contributed to the wine. They sure did. Oh, the wine was great. I know about that, but um, I don't know if that was. Um, I do just think that there's a masterfulness to this show in terms of the scenery that. Either we pick up on it or we don't. And I remember saying to myself, "Well, oh, that's funny. Who's on the dais and who's not?" And um, yeah, I did know I did think about Kendall not being there, um, but also like throughout the course of this season, it 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 seems that Roman and and Shiv were were pretty close, well, closer than uh, than Shiv and Kendall ever were. Even growing up as kids, like you got that impression that Shiv and Roman were kind of were pretty close throughout their lives, especially when they like. You got that, especially early on when they were fighting in the hospital. You yeah, know? exactly. And Tom exactly. walked in and just walked right out. Right. That was so funny. Tom, they're beating the shit out of each other. Tom walks in, <laughs> looks, and just walks right. That's his. This is fiance just getting beat up. Yeah. Good stuff. 
All right, where are we now? Oh, man. So wife, 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 and then... Uh, wants to cry. Uh, Nate, Nate confronts Shiv afterwards about... Because he finds out about this deal between Gil and Logan, and he's pretty pissed off. Because yeah. he really wants to take down ATN. He wants to go for the, you know, go for the jugular here. And, and he's been informed that they're calling off the dogs. They've made a deal, and he's pretty pissed off about it. Yeah, in the name of equality, too. So. Oh, equality. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, he's caught off guard. Shiv kind of puts him in his place. You know, I'm going to make him win. We don't really need you kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, and then from there we go into the the sibling meeting that we had talked about previously. Yeah, this is a really good scene here. So we pretty much uh, discussed what kind of happened in the room at this point in time, and then Logan walks in, just kind of strutting right, around. So after they, yeah, Logan joins the meeting afterwards and just uh, God just rips just, into Kendall, rips into him, rips Kendall apart, tells him that he's not even like made to survive in this world. Like you're calls just him weak. Up. A hothouse flower. I blame myself. Mm. I blame myself. I spoiled you. You know, he makes it seem like the guy is completely inept without him, which, um, I mean, if now, I don't know. If we were talking about Roman, I think that would hold true, that Roman is completely inept without, uh, without Logan and the family. I do think Kendall could make it on his own, but I do think Logan is just trying to get at him. Yeah, I mean, I think he could make it on his own if he wasn't fixated on this, on the, on his family's company. Like, if he put his mind elsewhere and was like, "I'm just going to make a name for myself and do something on my own," he'd be fine. But he yeah. just always has that in the back of his mind, so he can't, he can't move on to anything else. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, a part of that is um, not just by my observation, but we see how um, even Frank, who's been a seasoned veteran of business, as you could see. I mean, he's been in the family firm for like 30 years or so. <clears throat> Knows what it's like to be cutthroat. Know what it's like to get the deals done. And he hates Roman, but he likes Kendall. Now, I think he hates Roman yeah. because of his ineptitude, and he's more team Kendall because he does see in Kendall that there is potential, which I do think that Logan at yeah. one point saw as well. Sure. But I 100%. do think that Logan is trying to tap into the heartstrings of Kendall saying like, you are nothing without me because you can't defeat me. You can't even stand with me toe to toe in the room. You can't even tell me what you're trying to fucking do. And you're going to try to, you know, not only destroy the firm, but you're going to drag your siblings down with you. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a total power play and credit to Kendall. He's like, I'm not doing this. You're a fucking beast. You're a fucking beast. And he just walks out and leaves. Yeah. Because he said, well, he says too, like he's like, I, I don't think I should be here. I don't think I should be talking to you. Like this is, you know, and you know, Logan's like, well, legally you can. Like it's yeah, not a big legally, deal. legally, so there's nothing to. And he's like, I'm not fucking getting into it, Dad. Yeah, fuck you, Dad. And then now, now what happens here? Right after that, we see. Uh, this is where oh, immediately the, he scrambles. So that's he's it. Like, scrambling for. Do you have more drugs? Drugs, drugs, drugs. drugs. And drugs, this, drugs, drugs, drugs. This is the. This is the downfall of Kendall. I mean, and, you know, time and time again, I've said in the show that Logan is 100% right about his son, and here it is. Like, he has this confrontation with his father. He comes out ahead, in my opinion. Like, he he's like, I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't fucking need you guys. You're a fucking beast. And just storms out, you know? It's kind of like he dropped the mic there, but now he's, he's yeah. just in a complete manic, like, um, 
episode here where he's just fiending for drugs. Yeah, and then we even see like Stewie, who is always down for a good time, always down to do some drugs, says like, I don't think it's a good idea, bro. We got a big day tomorrow. Maybe we should just kind of relax. Yeah, especially and since uh, me, since Sandy if, wants if to if check Stewie's in. It's telling you that if Stewie's telling you that, that's probably like a red flag. Like, hey, maybe I shouldn't do yeah, any maybe more drugs. Should, yeah, especially since Sandy's checking in at two, four, six, and nine GMT, which is smart. That's right. That's which right. is smart. We know that as business people, uh, you know. You, gotta do the check-in. Yeah, gotta do the check-in. And Stewie's like, I don't know, man. Big day tomorrow. I don't have it. I'm all right. Which I do think he did have it because he would have just said that in the beginning. But he's like, I'm not giving this guy anything. He's he's obviously going out of his fucking mind. And there yeah. we see there yeah, we yeah, see yeah. Kendall kind of. Uh, was this when he met, met up with Greg on the bridge? Uh, it's coming very soon. Oh, and first because, of all, uh, another thing too. I want to allude to because you know I'm not good with chronological. You you you're the rock that kind of keeps it together. You're my wom's gams. But when oh, we God. see that, oh Tom, Tom, fuck, it's I love you. <laughs> so so he we see that um, now word is getting out because um, Tom is like apologizing to Roman. Greg is saying something to Kendall. Like the word is yeah. out. Everyone knows about this thing that's going on now. The bear hug yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And um, I think this is, is this where we get to the bridge where Greg is like, hey, man, I'm, I hope it yeah, works we're just, out. We're just about there. The first thing before that happens, uh, Roman finds out that no one oh, died yeah, at yeah. the rocket launch. Just a fucking, uh, what is it here? It's just a, just an arm and a couple of fucking thumbs. No big deal. No big deal. Just an arm and a couple of thumbs. Uh, and then, yes, then we see the Greg and Kendall um, interaction. That's right. Where Greg Greg kind of shows his metal, you know. Once again, he's like, "Hey, you know, I got this this crew stuff. I made copies. Uh, could be pretty valuable to you know keep me in your good graces, kind of thing." And Kendall sees it. Kendall fucking literally sees it. You know, you little Machiavellian Machiavellian fuck you. Like I see you, Greg. I like it. Greg the motherfucking egg. Love it. Love it. Greg the motherfucking egg, people. You know, it's just so great that Greg is able to continually put himself in a position where he's coming out ahead. So he says, that now Now we also see Kendall is still feeding for the drugs and says, where are they? You know, where can I score some drugs? He's like, you got a guy in the, out in the back smoking weed. Maybe you could ask him. Yeah, he asked, he asked Greg about drugs and whatever. He tells him he saw someone. So that is uh, to be noted. Um we also check in once again here with Shiv and Tom. Tom trying to get it on. And he wants to rip the dress, Sh- which is just so stupid. This is where Shiv comes clean. And Tom is just devastated. I mean, and you also see that now now if we if we go back once again to the family therapy uh episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Logan's like you're marrying a weak man because, you know, you, you know, you you can't handle any type of adversity. It shows here. Shiv is absolutely devastated. There's a moment in this admission where she is like, you see her completely vulnerable. And then she starts trying to explain it down. Like she's trying to explain her way out of it. But in the beginning of the whole conversation, you see that she's about to just completely break down crying and stuff. And Tom, like if Tom was Logan, he would have marched out to the whole fucking reception and made her out to seem like the town whore of of jolly old g'day governor england over here you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like yeah. he would have went out there and just dressed her down in front of everyone embarrassing her and destroying her 
But Tom. But that's not Tom's way. That's not the Wamsgams way. Tom Wamsgams. Tom Wamsgams is a sweetheart. Yeah. Well, yeah, like we talked about earlier, you know, it seems he's more relieved to hear the honesty than he is mad about the infidelity. Yeah, you could just see that he's so about Shiv as a whole that he's re- he's she, willing to look past it. But she admits to him, like, you know, I just... Uh, and she tells him that she loves him, and it seems sincere, And uh, but she tells him that at the same time she doesn't think she is made to be monogamous. And uh, I he guess kinda- Tom's... A- he okay kind of just that, he kind of just goes really along not. with it, but that, but that, again, that's the weakness that we were talking about before. He just he's gonna mopishly go along with it, and I think though, as much as he says it's not about the power, or this let's go scuba diving and shit like that. But I do think deep down, like it bothers him big time. But he does like the power, and he does like the the fact that he's where he is in his life, and I think he's just gonna go along with it. Well, he he does also ask for permission to kick Nate out of the wedding, which again is which very is, fucking weak. You need to ask permission. Yeah. Can I can but I she, send him she home? Gives it and that scene is magic. Put my fucking wine back, Nate. <laughs> Put it back. He goes. He goes. If I ever see you in the same room with Shiv again, I will pay <laughs> men to break your legs. And if I go to jail, which I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd be happy to. It's so funny. You and, know, and Greg kind of sees it in the background, and Greg and Tom kind of give each other a, a nod of approval. Like, he did it. You fucking did it, man. Yeah. Good job. But I also find really interesting about that moment when he's dressing down Nate like that. He, <clears throat> he, like, he, he shows power in that instance, right? He shows like he's got. This, this edge to him, which I think was like, okay, to get where you are in the business world, where he is, right, you do have to have some form of, of, of cold-heartedness and just no-nonsense, brass-tacks attitude. But then, like, when you yeah. – like, but then there's a whole other level, and that's the Logan Roy level. That's, like, the, the, like the ultra-elite level, and, like, he just doesn't have that. Well, he, he shows that when he knows that he's in – the power position. Like he's, he has the permission from Shiv to kick this guy out. So he knows that he's got the backing now. You're absolutely he, right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. He's, he's a hundred percent, you know, the dominant, uh, party in this, in this interaction, you know, like he's in charge now. Like when he's and like, if, I'm, if there was, my mother is thirsty kind of this... and I'm holding a bag. <laughs> yeah. Right. My yeah. mother is dying of thirst. My mother is dying of thirst and I'm holding a bag on my wedding Eve. <laughs> my wedding Eve. Yeah. You're right. It's when he's in the power position, he he struts the, the power. Will show he, that stuff happens with Greg sometimes too. Like earlier, you know, when he when he's you know with Greg and he knows that he's the the higher on the food chain, then he he kind of shows that that side of his personality. Well, yeah, he was even doing that before he even knew who Greg was. Like sort of, he's like he's like he, right. when he was fucking with him at like the softball game and shit. Right. He's like, watch your fucking back. I'll cut your throat. No, I'm, I'm just playing with you. No, but I'll fucking kill you. Like, stupid shit like that. It's like him toying with him because he's got the power to. Listen, hey, we only have nine minutes to wrap this up. I, I'm so sorry. I feel like I just talk too much. Let's get through it because I really want to yeah. make sure we get the, the whole episode in. And we, and we got to get the fuck-offs in, too. So what are we up to now? So let's. So this is it now. Now, 
Kendall approaches the waiter for drugs. That's right. Uh, says he knows a guy. They get some drugs. Turns out Kendall was looking for coke, but the waiter got ketamine. Classic mix-up. Uh, yeah, man. So Happens Kendall, 100 Kendall times. pushes a little more. Uh finds out that he knows a place that he can maybe get some coke so but I, he can't drive so kendall agrees to drive and he finds himself you know in this classic we've all been there scenario where we grab a waiter our, fa- our father fired to go get some drugs but we're kind of a little drunk and high and we agree to drive even though we don't know how to drive stick shift and you know we're in a foreign country driving on the wrong side of the road and yeah it happens all the time if i had a dollar for every time this happened to me, I would be as rich as Logan Roy himself. I agreed. I mean, you know, we've all been there. I mean, how many times but have I joked I... around about kidnapping you? Come on. All, all the time. Come on. I know a house. I know a place. Yeah. It gets fucking cold. <laughs> but what do you care, right? Yeah, what do you fucking care? A deer pops so, out. But... Waiter boy yeah. tries to save the car. Car goes right into the ravine, a la Ted Kennedy. Low, you know, and Kendall, yeah. it looks like he tries to go down there and get him. Yeah, but he's just so, you know, in over his head here and you know, out of his depths. He just, it's just, it's it's fucking gutting, this scene. Um, it is bad. He gets out of the lake. He's he's just visibly shook. Um, he doesn't know what to do, so he just. I just uh, start running. Think, exactly. He goes full, full gump. Full, full gump. And full just gump running. and just starts running. <laughs> And then the rain uh, comes you know, down and washes the pain yeah. away. Sees a car, sees a car, so hides behind a tree, so like you know he can't be seen. He um, goes full survival mode here, man. Yeah, I mean he's fucked. He knows he's fucked. If, and how far out do you think out. they were? They were, they were like they were driving for a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I assume the the walk slash run back to the wedding had to take him a good hour, maybe. Yeah, because they right. were even looking for him when he got back. Like, hey, yeah. we were looking for you. We wanted to dance. <clears throat> he goes back to his room, but he he realizes the room key is not on him. I guess it's still at the accident. So he breaks into his room, you know, cleans all his clothes, takes a shower, whatever, gets dressed again. He, he didn't have his phone wedding, either, but... right? He didn't have his phone, right? I, I'm assuming, you know, he was in the lake, so the phone is just fucked. It's probably just destroyed right, in, yeah, yeah. in the lake. That's true. Right. Yeah, so he breaks into his hotel room. Pretty awesome bathtub, I must say. I would love to take a bath oh, in that tub. Great man. bathtub, right? Great it's like bathtub. it's like a fucking it's like a three foot deep bathtub. Yeah, washes Wonderful up, stuff. goes I mean, back. Was, they're the Roy's. I mean, they should be able to have a nice bathroom. It's a fucking castle. <laughs> yeah, washes up, goes so back, goes back, and he has a very sentimental. A he has a very sentimental approach. Like he's loving his kids. He's dancing with Rava. Because he's realized how close to not only his own demise he was at, and also the fact that he actually just took a life. And I think what happened, I mean, he didn't take the life, but he was involved in a situation where a life was lost. And I think it really hits him hard because there is such a humane factor about Kendall that Logan doesn't have. And we do see later on that Logan's just like, yeah, we're going to make this go away. A person was killed. A life was lost. But Logan doesn't yeah, and, give a and shit. Kendall's responsible for it. Kendall yeah. is, is responsible for it. And uh, he, so he has that weighing on him. He also, probably in the back of his mind, knows that he not only almost lost his own life, but 
could now his professional life is in danger if this ever got out like yeah. he's fucked for professionally you see when so he wakes up he wanna, turns you know, the radio his on kids want to dance and yeah 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 he's just but trying he's to enjoy the, he's yeah. taking in every moment he can right now because he knows in the back of his mind that at any moment his life can come you know it's could fall apart and it's a very uniquely humane moment too and again credit to the writing if you've ever been in a situation where you do face tragedy or if you've been in a really hard situation, the moments after uh, something that goes really, really wrong, you do really just embrace everything a little bit more. You you feel a little bit yeah. more excited about things that you just don't realize that you've got in front of you. And like that's just, I think, just really fantastic what they do with this show time and time again, capturing yep. the essence of that humanity when there's such an absence of it in this world of corporation and, and this business uh, backbiting and just intense just game that they're playing. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, we see it again the next morning. He goes down to the, the breakfast and everyone's, you know, having a good time, at, you know, post-wedding hangover kind of thing. But Kendall is, is you know, out of it. Yeah. Even, Tom's uh, like, I, I well, broke my hymen bad, last night. Bad, bad news about my hymen. It's gone. <laughs> it's, oh my god, that's so. I th- I think that's going to be the name of the episode. It was either going to be bad news about my hymen or um, Muslim granola. Oh yeah, I liked also box set death march, but uh, God, it's, uh, oh God, the Maybe hymen we'll joke that. is fantastic. Maybe we'll do box set death march because we always have. No, no, no. We got to stay true to the funny. Bad news about, about bad my hymen. News about my hymen. It's gone. It's gone. And Greg kind of uh, so yeah. Up, Everyone's you know, unwinding. Yeah, Greg. Kendall sees Greg at the the egg the egg table getting the breakfast and uh, stuff. Are those congealed? <laughs> They've been out yeah, for an hour. Kind of a bad vibe amongst the the hobbity people. You know the waiters. I guess something happened last night. <laughs> yeah, like he died. <laughs> the, the hobbity people. <laughs> oh, jeez. Excuse me. I think the uh, correct uh, response to a sneeze like that is "God bless you." I, I was just so I was taken aback. Wait, God hold bless you. Hold on one second. We got to just before before we end this, Rob. You know what that music means? Oh shit! Fuck off! Fuck off! Rob, do we have an up? This is the season finale fuck off counter. So this is a pretty big moment here. We had a lot of them this week. Lay Uh, lay it on us. Logan had four fuck offs. Whoa! Okay. He had the first one was uh, to Marsha when she's telling him uh, that Kendall's there to see him. And he's like, well, tell him to fuck off. (laughs) Uh, He says another fuck off to Kendall when he's realizing what the letter is. Like, fuck off, you know, obviously get the splitter out of my fucking face. Yep. He drops two fuck offs to the waiter who spills the drink on him uh, in that interaction. So that's four for Logan this week. Don't look at me. And then we had two from Shiv. Uh, she gives uh, Nate a fuck off during their interaction. And she says one to Roman uh, during the meeting of the siblings. When it's so, not about uh, a dress. Yes. Yeah. Can you give so us the, the grand total of the season? season? Total. Who's the winner? I can't. So the winner is by far and away Logan Roy with 15 fuck-offs. 
Logan Roy says, fuck off. Wait. Oh. All right, we got 15 from... For, for two episodes, he was in a coma, basically. Yeah, he was out of the... He was out of the... 15 fuck offs. That is so fucking... I mean, that is just so Logan, right? Who who came in second with Kendall, the fuck off? And Kendall had the silver medal, nine fuck offs. And uh, Shiv with the bronze with six fuck offs. Wow. Uh, Roman Roman four, Tom two. And we had the the gang of one fuck offs was Rava, Willa, Angela, Marsha, Jerry, and Greg. Man. So that's the one fuck off count. You know, the, the term fuck off and secession are synonymous with each other. And it's just so fantastic. So, Rob, we are over an hour, so we're going to have to wrap this up now. Yeah, I mean, let's let's. Uh, I mean, we still got we do have to talk about the meeting of, of Logan and Kendall here real quick. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, that, yeah. Colin brings him in to see Logan, and Logan kind of tells him, "Listen, I know what happened. We found out. We know you were there. Come back to the family. Basically, right, we'll yeah. take care of it." Gives him the olive branch, and you know what? I do. You think that Logan would he have done that if he? Wasn't in the bear hug? Would he have done that if it was the vote of no confidence? Like his, I think so. His think ass is on the line here. Obviously, it saves him from the bear hug, but even if that wasn't an option, it's this is a way to keep Kendall under his thumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. And it's, it's really invaluable to him. It's just this now Now he's mine. You know, it's now now he owes his life to me, so he's mine. Talk about a fucking life vest for... Uh, or a life God. preserver that that Logan needed with his bear hug situation. Who do you think won? My number one boy. Who do you think? Number one boy. Who do you think won the uh, this episode? And who do you think won the season? For season one of Secession. Well, the winner of the episode, I think, is it has to be Logan. Like, there's that's that's I don't think is even up for debate. Yeah. Because everything kind of falls to him. Uh, I had for honorable mention because Logan is just so far in a way the winner here. I put Tom and, and Greg as as little winners, as well, uh, just because Greg kind of positions himself in a position of power, and and Tom gets his his moment to tell Nate. Yeah. To, he didn't tell Nate to fuck off, but he basically did. I think we do have a lot of winners in this episode here, but I think also we're 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 uh, taking we're not taking into account the winning that Sandy and Stewie have gotten because the the bear hug is on. The letter has been delivered, and they are they've been positioning themselves to take over this company. Since way back when Greg saw them in Central Park and was like, ha, ha, you know, so yeah, I mean, their plan is in motion. Now. Well, I mean, but they don't know that. They don't know that. This well, is they, this is a. They don't know, it, but we do. But we do. they are winning in their own in their own minds. But in reality, they've lost. Well, you know what? I don't know. We don't. We, we... fuck off. How about that? Oh, fuck off. How about that? All right. Fuck. Oh, you know who also I think really won big time here, uh, Roman, because no one died at the launch. <laughs> just an arm and a couple fucking thumbs. Just an arm and a couple fucking thumbs. But uh, you know that's that's just it, man. But I want to thank everyone so much for listening to the ten episodes of Bore on the Floor that we have done thus far. Uh, season one is in the books. We're going to be hitting up season, season two one. next, and uh, it's going to be great. And we cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait for season three and we're going to be able to do episode by episode breakdowns where we don't have to hold our tongues and hope uh, and hope we don't spoil anything for anybody it's yeah, going to be we'll really really be, great we'll be on a level playing field we're going to be on a level playing field and have, a, have ourselves a really good time in terms of breaking down the show Rob I want to thank you for uh, checking in with wow. me at uh, 269 GMT trying to get this podcast together I'm really glad for your patience 
and Don, you're, you're, my number, you're my number one boy. Listen to you're me. My number one boy. You oh. are, you are my Wams Gams and my Greg the Egg. Okay. Ah, that's who you are. Round of applause. Hey, right, and thank you all for listening because it's really fantastic. If you can scroll down, give us five stars on the Apple Podcasts uh, application. Share it with your friends. You know, this is really a great show, and yeah. we're gonna be we're gonna be doing season two uh, before you know it, right? That's right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following on the Instagram at Born the Floor Podcast. Um, and yeah, stick with us. It's gonna get better and better. Season two is a fantastic season, and we can't wait for season three. Thank you all so very much. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to catch you for uh, for season two. Stay tuned, everybody. God bless and be well. Take care, Rob. Fuck off, everyone. Fuck off, everyone.